Hi, I'm Adewale Adejumo. I build businesses and I also teach people how to take control of their lives. You're listening to the Happy Like Buddha podcast where I'll be bringing you some of the best personal growth mentors and entrepreneurs on the planet and they will be sharing the best ideas on personal growth for mind, body, spirit and work. You will love today's topic because we are going to be talking about using hypnosis to access the power of the subconscious mind to claim the life you want with a master hypnosis. Not the stage type. She works closely with her clients to help them achieve their personal goals through extensive knowledge of the subconscious. And now we as humans, and now we work as humans. And she helps her clients overcome subconscious limitations and ultimately achieve desired goals. If you would like to book a session after this talk with her, you can reach out to her through her website at nanciamovidi.com. My friends, please meet Nancia Movidi. Nancia, welcome Hi. to the Happy Like Builder podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. And how are you doing today? Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> you look outstanding. I wish uh, guys, people that are listening to this can also um, see this podcast video uh, um, on YouTube and on our social media pages as well. <laughs> Okay, so first question, okay, the one that most people usually just, you know, because we see hypnosis and when you say hypnosis, most people just immediately jump to the stage type of hypnosis where people are eating onions and they think it's an apple. Um, you know, I, I want to know, is, like, is that even real and how does hypnosis really work? I mean, it's all a part of our mind, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The mind is vast. So is that hypnosis? Um, can I make myself uh, visualize and imagine that I am eating um, an apple while I'm eating an onion? Yeah. I mean, we put people in hypnosis and they go have surgery or childbirth without anesthesia or dental work. So what really does happen there? Are they really there? No, they're, they disassociate. Uh, in NLP, you can... Um, Kind of that, that we're going to aversion therapy, like when you want to stop a habit, so we turn it around to something that you dislike. Um, we don't do it in hypnosis uh, because we don't want people to, especially for quit smoking, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't turn the, the smell of the cigarette into something that, you know, because then it can have side effects. Mm. But what do we really do in hypnosis? Hypnosis is a conscious state of awareness that opens the pathway to the subconscious mind. And then the hypnotherapist goes in and uh, makes changes to the life script because we all follow our life script. It's like a map. I put in my GPS, I'm going to go, let's say I live in Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to Santa Barbara. What's going to happen? I'm just going to go from Los Angeles to Santa Barbara. Am I really going to see the view on the way there? Not really. I'm not really going to pay attention to anything that might arise on my way there. I'm just going to go straight there. So that's kind of like what our programming does. Our subconscious protects us by helping us follow our map. So that's the map and that's what we do. We stop perceiving life and we start projecting it after 10 years of age. So we're basically reliving our history after eight years old. So let's say somebody can come in and say, I can't lose weight. 
So what's going to happen? There, there's something in the programming that says, food gives me comfort, food is my friend. So we go and we change the associations. We can also change coping mechanisms because it can be a coping mechanism. It could also be holding on to things. Uh, that's why they can lose weight. I give weight as an example because that's an easy one. Uh, and uh, then once we let go of what they're holding on to, change the coping mechanism, which could be food, uh, or changing the limiting beliefs that were programmed into their mind. So those set un, uh, intentions, unconscious intentions that they're driving their lives, then they can make the changes and then they align their conscious mind, which is what they want, with their subconscious that is driving their lives. I mean, while it, 12% of our mind power is conscious, which is what we think drives our lives, and 88% is subconscious. So it's kind of like you think of an iceberg, you see the little iceberg on top, and then there's this huge iceberg on the bottom, but that huge iceberg on the bottom is what's really driving our lives. So when people hit uh, willpower, does not get them where they wanna be, or any limitations and challenges that arise, they come in and then we just kind of change the, the script. Mm. Okay. Does that answer your question? It does answer my question. There's just two, there's just two terminologies there that I, or the one that I can now remember is, can you just explain what is L, what is L, L oh, sorry. My, you know, I have, I've actually got a bit of a speech impediment. <laughs> I grew up with. <laughs> we can work on that. <laughs> you know, okay, cool. After this, what is NLP? Oh, NLP. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming because uh, I'm a practitioner. I have my practitioner on that. Uh, it's the brilliancy of the mind. Um, what NLP, we work through the conscious. I'd say conscious, we reinforce it in hypnosis. So the, the NLP that I've studied, it's in everything that we do consciously, we will reinforce it in hypnosis and make sure we seal it basically. So with NLP, it's kind of like you're watching your life, you're in your life and you're editing your life as it goes. So you can have a thought and you can reframe that thought within seconds and then bring in a positive thought. So we use NLP a lot with clients to find their limiting beliefs that they're not aware. It's through questioning. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a little thing about um, NLP. NLP, they modeled uh, Milton Erickson. And Milton Erickson was a schizophrenic. He was, uh, how do you call it? He worked with schizophrenia. He was a psychiatrist. And uh, he was paralyzed and he learned how to walk by watching the children in the family walking. So he modeled them. Mm. So that's basically you model something that you want, somebody that achieved what you have achieved, what you want to achieve. So you kind of like model it. It's kind of like modeling. I think mm. that's the simplest way to, because NLP is so broad. It has so many, um. so, so much. Does, Tony Robinson is using a lot of NLP. Oh, okay. Does affirmation basically work on the work with the uh, with the neuro linguistic programming as well? I mean, affirmations work in general. Affirmations, the the thing with affirmations, I catch and I see a lot of them on Instagram, and they're doing exactly the opposite of what they're supposed to do. Um, affirmations are supposed to be stated in the positive always. And they're supposed to be short. 
because mm. the subconscious is not going to get all those paragraphs in an affirmation. It's going to understand keywords. So we say do affirmations 30 minutes before you go to sleep because that's the magic 30 and that's when your subconscious is open. So if you want to be confident, you got your affirmation should be, I am confident. That's no. all you need. And then, I am and confident. Yeah. You don't need anything else. Do you say that once or do you say like, like repeatedly for about, like say 30 minutes, for example? No, use, I, I write my affirmations. I write three affirmations before I go to sleep every night. I use handwriting because handwriting is an idiomotor response. So it comes from the subconscious. You, we cannot control our handwriting. Uh, if we're not in a good place, it will show in our handwriting. If we're depressed, it will show on our handwriting. If we're happy, it will show on our handwriting. So let's say when clients come to me, I always ask them to take a blank piece of paper and write down what they hope to achieve. And through the handwriting, I can see where they're at. And we can make adjustments into their handwriting so they can make adjustments into the subconscious. So they're very, very linked. So the moment you take a piece of paper and a pen and you sit down and you write, I am confident, then you're writing it down. You're, you're, you're kind of saying it at the same time. And then you're visually seeing it too. Mm, so that gets mm. straight. It's the last information before you go to sleep is straight, goes straight into the subconscious. So if you keep on doing it for a certain amount of time, you're teaching the brain how the future looks like. Mm. So what's going to happen if you don't have any limitations or limiting beliefs into, into your subconscious, you, you are confident. Mm. No, I just had a flash as you were, as you were saying that back to my childhood. But before I ask that question, uh, before I actually tell you about that flash, guys, if you want to learn more from Nancia, you can go to social media. She's on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Her Instagram um, handle is Nancia Movidi. Twitter, Movidi underscore Nancia. And if you go to LinkedIn. Actually, and- it's not. Oh, it I'm is. Gonna, I'm going to correct you on that. It's a long story, but somebody was using my name uh, and created an account on Twitter. Oh, I wow. never had a Twitter account. Okay. So, uh, so we had to go through the whole thing with Twitter, close that account that wasn't mine. And then I'm rarely on Twitter, but it's still, they're all Nancy Amovidi. Oh, everything is Nancy Amovidi. Everything oh. is Nancy Amovidi. Ah, okay. And LinkedIn, Facebook as well, as you just heard, it's also Nancy. Everything is Nancy Amovidi. We kept everything simple and the same after the whole Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Mine, it's like the real, and then Wale, the Jumo, and then what, and yeah, there's just too many people with my name, man. (laughs) So check this out, right? When I was like, I just went back, I had a flash of when I was a, kid i was about like nine years old and i remember like our school teacher used to punish us mm-hmm. um oh right. this didn't happen to me i remember it was one of my friends i still remember his, his big ass handwriting he was a he was a short smallest guy in the class but he had the mm-hmm. biggest handwriting and he was quite naughty and the teacher would make him we would, you know how I, I, like i don't know if, if you've seen this but when teachers make you write write um write write, you know, like write like lines repeatedly when you've been naughty i've been a bad boy i've been a bad boy i've been a bad boy that kind of stuff yeah. wait, that you just mentioned that doesn't that like mess up kids yeah it does it's like it it's does. like negative it affirm, affirmation 
Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Uh, it's sad to say. Uh, I've only seen it in movies. I've never seen it in real life. Happens in real life in Nigeria. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, yeah, it does. That's kind of like you program into a kid. That's kind. That should be legal. You program into a little kid, uh, and they go for the rest of their lives believing that they're not good enough. It's the same thing with money. A lot of people have. A, there's more people that have a fear of success than they have a fear of death. And a lot of times it's because they were raised in an environment that money w- was tough to make and they uh, were raised with the parents arguing a lot. So their association with making money, it's arguments and all that stuff. So they tend to retrogress back to their childhood. I mean, did, didn't you ever wonder why rich people become richer and poor people, no matter how good, I mean, sometimes there's always exceptions to the rule. But like that sometimes it's so hard. You can be so brilliant, but for some reason you can move forward. And that has a lot to do with programming. It just kind of like, a, you see, subconscious will let you succeed to a point, but it will pull you right back because mm. that's homeostasis. And it thinks it's protecting you. It's doing everything to protect you. Um, and that is sad, actually. But then... Uh, that's why hypnotherapy comes into place. I read um, um, the statistics and they say you can have the same challenge and do 600 sessions with, um, with a behavior modification uh, and, and to have a success. And then you need six sessions with hypnosis to, to overcome the exact same challenge. Mm. Uh, so I think that's, I, do I believe that? Oh, yes. I feel like every week I see a client, I see a different person. It's, it's sometimes I'm like, wow, uh, mm-hmm. with my clients, especially like on challenges that stop them, like sleep. Sleep, most of the times is, it's one session. Mm-hmm. They come mm-hmm. in and we fix it, we regulate their sleep. Sleep is not that many sessions. Fears are not that many sessions. Uh, a lot of things, quit smoking. They can come in with one session and quit smoking that they've been smoking for like, 20 years. Um, weight loss is really good. Uh, works, hypnosis works very well with weight loss. Clients lose two to four pounds uh, a week. Uh, they've been trying every single diet you can imagine. Doing the yo-yo thing, they come to hypnosis, two to four pounds a week. That's a lot of weight to lose without even being on a diet. Mm. Uh, so I, I love hypnosis. I support it 100%. That's why I'm in this business. Wow. It gives people a life. It gives them like uh, something that they've been trying so, and it's so hard to achieve. And then, and it doesn't even feel like work. Helping mm. people so, is definitely rewarding. It's rewarding for me to see that. And I feel like they're like, kind of like, I catch them sometimes saying, how did it work? Mm. Like they're trying to figure out how it works. And I go, just reason, let reason and logic outside and enjoy the process. And there's not, uh, we, it's a learning state. Mm. So we're kind of teaching them through, through suggestions. So we, we put knowns into their subconscious and then in their dreams, they let go of the old script and the new script gets replaced. Mm. Can you- I got to tell you something important. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis doesn't take place in the room. It takes place in, uh, in the client's dreams. So when we do the session, when we do the session, that's not when the change will happen. When they go to sleep, the second, we have three stages of dream. 
first state is when you file stuff second state which is the middle 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 stage of dreams um the the brain takes the new information and tries to predict the future or tries to resolve things and then on the last stage is when he lets go of the old script and the new script takes place Wow. So we work a lot with dreams. Like the, the main homework is for a client to write down their dreams. So this way we can see what they're holding on to, what they're letting go. So it's kind of like the, kind of like the map I use with my clients. Okay. That tells me where I'm going next, what I'm hitting next, basically. So when there's holes, I will know from their dreams. So then I go and I close the holes and then we just kind of like continue. Okay. Tell me something, right? Does a person need to see an hypnotherapist for them to gain the experience um well, for, them, for them to gain the benefits of hypnosis or can i for example do hypnosis on myself um i'm teaching health, self-hypnosis in january by the way uh it's going to be for free it will be kind of like uh, anybody that wants to learn say self-hypnosis i personally do not use self-hypnosis I, my hypnotherapist um, made an audio for me and I use it to go to sleep. Um, do I believe in self-hypnosis? Yes. You can use it to calm yourself down. Mm. But then if you have a hypnotherapist within seconds, you can just calm yourself down and you don't need to go through the whole process of doing the progressive and doing the staircase to get really calm. That can take 15 minutes. So why would you want to do 15 minutes to get you to a place when you can be in, in a calm state within a second? Because we mm. teach our clients tools that they can use for the rest of their lives. So that's kind of like we use keyboards. So they have that for the rest of their lives. If they want to be calm, if they want to feel confident, uh, anything that they want, we can program a key into their subconscious is a keyboard and a state. So they access that state within seconds. They have an anchor. Um, I'm not very, um, I don't, I, I do think self-hypnosis works, but very limiting for very limiting stuff, kind of like to calm yourself down, to go to sleep. Um, but like for limiting beliefs and like stuff that stop us from achieving what we want to achieve, you need somebody else to do it for you because you're at the mercy of your subconscious. Mm. So who's going to win? You can cause more damage. Uh, I mean, there's people that do audio uh, and they can cause more damage because when you're going in, you're visualizing the self that you are, but then mm. you want to achieve something else. So you're reinforcing what you already are instead mm. of creating the new. I don't think by ourselves, we can create the new. Somebody else has to, we have to agree with somebody else what do we really want. And then the other person is to guide us through the process. Okay. But I am teaching self-hypnosis though. You know, it's, mm. uh, you know, educating people about hypnosis in some sort of way, but not really, I, I wouldn't say rely on self-hypnosis to make the massive changes. Okay, I would love you to maybe show me a, like a soft hypnosis technique, the one that's quite easy for sleep, for example, or anxiety. Uh, that's long. That's really, oh. I wish I could do that because it will be, um, uh, that's really long. Uh, 
because you have to go through pro a progressive relaxation mm -hmm. or an induction, like a hypnosis induction, which the fastest one will be an eye fascination, which will be like you focus on a spot on the ceiling and then just focus on that. And while you're focusing on that, your eyes start blinking. You see somebody else has to do those things to tell, to tell you guys stop blinking. They're becoming heavier and the heavier they become, the more your eyes will blink. Becoming so heavy, so heavy now. And while you're looking at that spot and wandering around it, it might change a color or shape. And it might move an inch around or two. And then the heavier your eyes become, the more they blink. And the more they blink, the heavier they become. And then you go becoming so heavy now, they much rather prefer to stay close. And then you close your eyes, deep sleep. And then you move to the progressive and progressive stars. You send a deep breath all the way down to the feet. And then you start from the feet to the toes to the knees all the way you come all the way up to the head and then you're breathing so with every breath you're you're, you're inhaling the positives to the mind and the relaxation to the body and you're exhaling the negatives from the mind and the tension and stress from the body so then when, once you're done with the progressive which can take a good it takes some time then slowly you go to the staircase. We, I'm a Capacinian hypnotherapist. So we reinforce everything with a staircase. It's the staircase to the subconscious. Mm. So then you start walking down the staircase from 20 all the way to zero and zero is deep sleep again. So you see somebody else needs to do this deep sleep. Like somebody else needs to guide you. But let's mm. say if you were to do it by yourself, it would be eye fascination, um being uh it's kind of like mindfulness being aware of your breath with every breath in re relaxing the body and every exhale letting go um it will be something like that no mm, music yeah. no mm. um capacinians we don't use the music we use the, the our voice we take we can see how deep somebody is through the eyelids mm. um so we're very aware where they're at so we want to keep them somewhere in the middle, not too deep and not too light. So when they're somewhere in the middle, if, if somebody goes too deep on me, he's not, he or she is not going to listen to the suggestions. So then I would just kind of like bring up my voice a little bit, mention their name, bring them up. And then if I want to get them deeper, then I become more lulling and more like, so mm. we use our voice a lot. I was, about to, I was about to say that listening to your voice right now, it's like so um let's see what i'm looking for hypnotic <laughs> okay I'm just, I'm just i'm just i'm just like wow you know did you do you go and learn how to speak like that um or is, is it naturally you know but, but then let me just jump into the next question right um mm -hmm. i want to know because you mentioned music um you know you don't use music and I know that with meditation, um, there's, mm -hmm. um, there is, there is sometimes music in guided meditation and I've always, you know, and with, with, with hypnosis, you need to sort of like calm yourself similar to meditation. There's actually quite a bit of similarities. And I want to know is, is there a difference between hypnosis and meditation? Well, they're both kind of on the same state you're kind of in a similar state the difference meditation you kind of like you watch yourself as an observer you watch your life as an observer um it's mindfulness in some sort of way i would say mm -hmm. it's mindfulness um but then with hypnosis you don't just watch yourself you're showing the brain what the future looks like 
Mm. Because we make changes, we're teaching new things, uh, we're, cha- we're opening up the map and the life script, and we adjust the life script, actually. So what happens in, in hypnosis is you, we're showing the brain how the future looks like, and then when you're in your outer awake state, your brain searches for it because it's a known. So let's say if you start a new business and uh, you don't know where to start, so once we show the brain how your new business looks like, like you, you're going through it in hypnosis and the steps in hypnosis. So what's going to happen in the day after? You're going to start attracting everything that has to do with that business because your brain is searching for it. It's, mm. it's opening it up to look for, for what it needs instead of what it was seeing before. So you will notice things you didn't notice before. You will align with, I think that the biggest uh, thing about hypnosis is after a session or two, the clients start seeing their life different. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them, they don't want to be at the job they are. They start noticing things they weren't noticing before. They, they start aligning with new people. So new people come in, old people go away. So that's kind of like this changes. So once you change, everything around you changes with you. So there's a lot of that in the first sessions, like the realizations that, you know, after a second or third session when the client comes in and they're like, you know, I I really used to like that and not just kind of like, you know, they come into their own realizations and you're like, you know. Mm. Mm. So that's, to me, sounds very much like using hypnosis to attract more abundance into your life and to, and to help you on your journey of personal transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's not, it, it does help you, but also it's not, um, I want to I wanna, uh, emphasize on that, that hypnosis doesn't work because I work with the 88%. Hypnosis works when the client works with the 12% and I work with the 88%. So this way, as a team, we have a 100% success rate. If the client comes in and doesn't want to use the 12%, hypnosis is not going to work. So it needs to be a teamwork. So I can't take all the credit. And I, most of the times, I'm very proud of them because they do the work. So Mm. it's, it's a teamwork, but I would say the client, you know, does their job and this way we have success. Okay. Let me just summarize. And if they don't, I would tell them, I would say you need, I feel like you need to do your work Mm. in order for us to succeed. I will actually tell them I'm pretty straightforward because I want them to succeed. So if I feel like there's, um, I would tell them, I would say, you know, if you have to do your part, if you don't do your part, we can't go very far. Okay. A person can come to you for a, no, for, uh, for an hypnotherapy session, mm-hmm. go home, sleep, do, go through the stages, and then wake up mm-hmm. and they can start attracting abundance into their life. To me, that sounds like sleep and grow rich. Is, 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 is that correct? <laughs> You're not very far. But it depends what stops them from being rich, though. Let's say if we're talking about money, if they have a fear of money, we need to work on the fear of money. 
uh, we don't take them back to events. Um, we start with symptoms, if that makes any sense, and then we work on that and change, uh, change it to what they want. But I'm not going to take them back to their childhood unless we do inner child and it's still there's a disassociation because I'm a specialist on inner child too. There's a disassociation between it, it, they're not going back as a child. You, it, the adult going with the knowledge and the learnings that they have today and they're kind of seeing it from far as an image. They don't get to be in it um, because we don't want to trigger things, you know, um, that they might be there. Mm. Um, so uh, it depends what the reason is. Uh, it depends if they have fear of money. It depends if they have fear of failure. It might take a few more sessions or just one session to, to create what you say attract the money. Uh, but is it possible? Yeah. Once you get rid of the fear, mm. they start doing things differently. So once they start doing things differently, they get a different response. I always say how we feel is an image. You change that image, you change your circumstances. So it's that image. Every thought creates an image. Every image creates an emotion. That emotion is what we vibrate out into the world and that's what we get. Mm. Overcoming fear. So, mm -hmm. so I'm, I was just going to say that overcoming fear and you know, generally just opens you up to a world of like, you know, different possibilities because it's not a matter of just taking action and action is what helps to basically help you create the type of future that you want to create. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to ask you now, can you give me something? Okay. Yeah. And my listeners, something that we can include in our daily routine that can help us to attract more abundance into our lives? Affirmations. I, I, affirm, you were right on the affirmations. That's why I do the affirmations on Instagram and they're so small and so generic and people are probably thinking, what is she thinking? But mm. they're, they're very well thought. I cannot prepare my audience if they're paying attention before they get to the affirmation. So when the affirmation comes in, if they actually do the affirmation with all the knowledge I give them from before, they can actually create a change. Um, affirmations, simple affirmations. I write three affirmations before I go to sleep. Mm. It's very simple, but they have to always state it in the positive, what you want, not what you don't want. And they have to always be like, I am this. So if you abandons, I have abandons in my life. You mm. can write that every night. I have abandons in my life. What's going to happen eventually? Magic 30. The subconscious is going to start, your, your, your brain is going to start looking for it because it will create a known. Mm. But I do, I, 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 do, I do my affirmations at night, but I also reframe my thoughts a lot. Um, to me, that's, uh, that's the fastest, uh, like a, a negative thought comes into my mind. I ask the questions to myself. Why am I thinking this? What, I, the, how, what? So this way I come to the bottom of it, of it and then I reframe it. And I do that really, really fast. Like the negative thought comes in, it will be out within seconds. Like I will go bum, 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 and then I let it go. So then I create a different stage. Hmm. Should we use affirmations in the mornings or at night? At night. 
30 minutes before you go to sleep. And I would say handwrite them, like literally like take a piece of paper, have a notebook next to your bed, bedside table and just literally write two to three affirmations every night. One can be for business. The other one can be for personal, like three affirmations. Mm. Do you write them once or repeatedly? Like, only like, once. Only once. Only once. And then you, and then you look at it and say it. I don't even say it. I just write it. I just write it down because the moment you write it, write down, you see it. You also cannot say it to yourself because you're writing it down. So you don't really have to say that loud. Okay. I think it's more simple than people want to, to even think it is. It's very simple. Just a piece of paper and a pen and you write them down. And why do you, why should we do it at night? As compared because to 30 minutes before we go to sleep, I, I, well, in the morning, the subconscious is open too. 30 minutes before we go to sleep and 30 minutes when we wake up, the pathway to the subconscious is open. That's why we have to be very careful what we do before we go to sleep. So we don't dump things into our subconscious that we don't want them there. Mm. Uh, I, I like 30 minutes before I go to sleep because this way it's the last information that goes into my, into my mm. subconscious. Mm. So then it will go through the process of predicting the future and then. Oh, wow. I love that. Replacing. So I like the evening. I'm the evening affirmations person. You can do them when you wake up in the morning too. Some people feel good to wake up with an affirmation. Yeah, personally, I do meditations in the mornings and I do my affirmations at night. And beginning of this year, I just saw my anxiety um, that like it's gone, you know, and I wasn't and I was never sure whether it was my meditation, whether it was my affirmations, because my affirmations are all about attracting abundance. I'm happy. When I'm happy, people around me are happy. I am blessed. You know, when I'm blessed, people around me start to be blessed. You know, so it's, it's, and, you know, speaking to you now and learning a little bit more about hypnotherapy, I'm actually seeing that a lot of the, and it was, and, and it's the last thing. So it's not like my phone, negative social media news or anything was last thing that I, listen to before going to bed it was affirmations that was it and then i and then i slept so i I would say between the two you're you're doing the right thing i like them both i like to meditate in the morning too and i do my affirmations at night i'd say that's a great recipe you combine the two i do believe in meditation i practice kundalini so i do believe in meditation i uh it's just it's a different process I'm Adewade Dejumo, and this is the Happy Like Buddha podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Adewale Adejumo. On Instagram, at TheRealWale Adejumo. And on Twitter, at Wale Adejumo. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the Happy Like Buddha podcast so that you do not miss new episodes we will release. And I will see you on our next episode.